0: Steve Lance, your host of the Capitol Report on NTD News. If you have not done so yet, please hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with all of the latest news coming out of the nation's capital and beyond. With the economy top of mind for most voters heading into the 2022 midterms, we recently spoke with Florida Congressman Carlos Jimenez. Here's a look. I want to ask you about the uh, economy right now. You touched on that inflation. Um, what policies do you think need to change to get the country back on the right track?
1: Well, first of all, Congress cannot spend like drunken sailors, and actually, we're giving drunken sailors a good reputation. I mean, Congress is spending that much money. So we need to tap down uh, government government spending. We also need, we know that a lot of the inflation is caused by rising fuel and energy costs. We need to unleash American energy. Right now, the the Biden administration is bent on destroying American energy and making us dependent on foreign powers for our energy, which is insane. And so, you know, those are some of the issues. That's some of the ways we can start to reduce price and make things more affordable for everyday Americans
0: if the spending is undermining the uh, interest rate hikes where do we eventually go from here we need to stop
1: spending all right and we need to cut uh, wasteful government spending and that's one of the things we need want to do and so when we get into go- into you know in power hopefully we will not have these trillion dollar you know uh, uh, programs that actually do the opposite of what they the, the bill says, like the anti-inflation bill is actually inflationary. Uh, and so there's you know, billions of dollars, I think, are completely wasted that, that put a burden on our children because we're going to have to pay the debt and then putting the burden on everyday Americans today because of rising inflation, which is fueled by this out-of-control spending in Congress.
0: Congressman, one of the uh, important topics that you mentioned is immigration. Um, there, there, I can't think of a better person to talk about about this issue right now. You represent uh, a lot of folks that are coming here from Cuba, Venezuela. Um, you also uh, have a personal story when it comes to immigration. Um, how do we make sure that we're letting the right people in and sending the right people back?
1: Well, the thing you have to you have to I think you have to reinstall the the uh, the Trump era Remain in Mexico policy. You know the Remain in Mexico policy just said you remain in Mexico until we had your hearing. And then those folks that have a legitimate claim to get into the United States are allowed into the United States. What happened is now everybody's coming through. And so, yes, there are people that have legitimate claims. They're fleeing tyranny, Cuba, Venezuela, et cetera. But there's a whole bunch of other people that are here for other reasons. There's also about a million people, 500,000 that we know of, another 500,000 we know nothing about that have never been even intercepted. We don't even know who they are. All right. And they're entering the country. So even though I represent a, a large number of Cubans and Venezuelans, I understand what it is to flee tyranny because I'm one of them. I actually left Cuba when I was seven years old. We also understand that it needs to be done in an
0: orderly, legal fashion. Congressman Jimenez, thank you so much. Thank you. Americans continue to worry over inflation. This, according to a recently released survey, the survey from Bank of America shows that 71 percent of U.S. workers say their salaries and wages are not keeping pace with living costs. That's up from 58 percent in February. The data was gathered in July and is based on Americans who have 401k plans. Only 44 percent of those surveyed said that they feel well off financially. That's the lowest that level has been in five years. Another recent report by the Heritage Foundation shows that most working Americans have become more poor under the Biden administration. E.J. Tony researched and wrote that report, and we're happy to have him on to discuss. E.J. Tony, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. E.J., the stock market has entered bear market territory. What are some of the key indicators telling you, and uh, will we see a rebound, or are we in for more pain? Well, one of the big indicators that a
2: lot of people are finally looking at, but has been baked into the cake for months, is that new orders for businesses are declining. And one of the few things that is sustaining business right now is the fact that there is still a backlog of orders from the pandemic. In other words, product and services that were unavailable during the pandemic are still being sold today. And so as soon as those orders run out, those unfilled orders, we're not going to have enough new orders orders left to sustain current levels of output and current levels of employment. And that means recession and it means layoffs and it means
0: unemployment. Really fascinating point E.J. Um, you, you recently published a report saying that working Americans are forty two hundred dollars poorer today than when uh, Biden first took office. Tell us how you arrived at that figure well about three
2: thousand dollars of that is just from inflation alone in other words prices have gone up so much faster than earnings that it is as if someone took three thousand dollars out of the annual earnings of the average worker but on top of that now because interest rates are rising that means borrowing costs are going up that means balances on credit cards are gonna have higher monthly fees higher monthly interest charges if you have an adjustable rate mortgage the interest rate is going up and so is your monthly payment and everything whether it's borrowing on a student loan or an auto loan All of those interest charges are now higher today than they were when Biden took office. In the case of mortgage rates, the rates have doubled over that time, which has led to mortgage monthly payments almost doubling. And so that contributes another $1,200 to that $4,200 effect. So if you're the average American, it is as if you are $4,200 poorer today than in January of 21.
0: E.J., what is the net result of aggressively raising interest rates, which uh, the Fed has been doing, yet continuing, uh, continuing to spend massive amounts of money uh, by the federal government?
2: Well, unfortunately, if the federal government would stop spending and borrowing so much money, the Fed would not have to raise rates so aggressively in order to get inflation under control. But given the fact that Congress and the President are really, have essentially no self-control whatsoever when it comes to spending, the result of that is the only way the Fed can get inflation under control is to hike rates hard and fast. It's exactly what they've been doing over the last three meetings, although it's actually probably not even enough. Rates need to continue going up, and unfortunately that is going to mean, in the short term at least, recession.
0: The goalposts seem to be moved everywhere we look. It used to be such that two quarters of uh, negative, two consecutive quarters of negative growth was considered a recession, yet many have been reluctant to say we're actually there. What do you think it will take for some of these major institutions to say yes, in fact, uh, we are in a recession? Well, if you look
2: at some of our major financial
0: institutions on
2: Wall Street, they've already capitulated and they are in complete agreement, some of them, that we are in fact in a recession. But in terms of from the administration and other officials here in Washington, I mean, these are the same people who in their new Orwellian doublespeak have tried to change what the definition of a vaccine is, what a woman is. They said inflation was transitory. So I'm not sure there's any amount of data or evidence that we could compile that would convince them that we have in fact had a recession already in the first half of the year and that we are soon going to head into another one.
0: EJ and Tony, thank you so
2: much. Thank you for having me.
0: I just want to thank everybody for listening to this episode. If you enjoy our content, please leave us a rating and a review as it really goes a long way in helping us spread the truth. Until next time, I'm your host, Steve Lance at NTD, and we'll see you soon.